0: Thank you very much. Thank you to members of the European Parliament for hosting us and inviting me to speak and our organized ICS organizing group for inviting me. Uh, have, uh, we have the first slide. Good. It, it says it's... i will move over. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to speak only very briefly and about something that I apologize in advance can be a little bit technical. I'm an epidemiologist. I'm used to being technical. My students have always complained that I'm technical and I tell it, but it's science and science is technical and what can I do about that? Okay, next slide, please. So this is a somewhat complicated slide looking at studies of the Moderna vaccine I'm skipping ahead to the Omicron era during the pre-Omicron era for the 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 variants of, of the virus the there's a uh, many studies they show more or less the same thing but it's much more clear and much more relevant to us now to look at what's happened in Omicron and one can see in the uh, charts on the right the vertical line in the middle is no efficacy uh, preventing infection and you can see uh, each line in the the different variants is timed from after the vaccination or the, the last dose occurred and you can see over time that the efficacies go down towards zero and in a few cases go below zero the chart on the left shows what happens with four doses and it doesn't help so that's been A characteristic of the the Moderna vaccine. Next slide please. This is the the Pfizer vaccine looked at in 51,000 employees in the Cleveland Clinic and the each line in different colors it starts from zero doses of the vaccine at the bottom and going up one, two, three and more than three doses. The x-axis the horizontal is time and the vertical axis is risk of uh, infection and you can see the more doses one has had no matter which time point you're at the risk goes up of getting COVID with more doses of the vaccine and this is the the uh, Pfizer vaccine. Next slide please the horizontal is time, and the vertical axis is risk of uh, infection. And you can see the more doses one has had, no matter which time point you're at, the risk goes up of getting COVID with more doses of the vaccine. And this is the the, uh, Pfizer vaccine. Next slide, please. Here is a study of of both uh, Moderna and Pfizer vaccines in Qatar. And oh, same thing again here, that one sees that after four to six months, in fact, the efficacy of the vaccines become negative, which means that vaccinated people are more likely to get infected with COVID than unvaccinated people, people who've never been vaccinated. The sections on the right are for the boosters and there wasn't enough time to follow them for long enough, but the same thing eventually happens for three or more doses and the boosters. Uh, next slide, please so these data throughout omicron led the cdc rcdc to state on august 11th of last year that the vaccines do not work for the purposes of public health infection control and their exact statement is in this box which is receipt of a primary series alone that's two doses in the absence of being up to date with vaccination that means whatever boosters they define through receipt of all recommended booster doses, provides minimal protection against infection and transmission, minimal protection. Being up to date with vaccination, meaning getting the most recent uh, booster, provides a transient period of increased protection against infection and transmission after the most recent dose, although protection can wane over time. So for me, as a public health person, The idea of transient and waning is not part of my public health lexicon. We need to have methods of managing a pandemic that last for more than weeks to a month or two. And they have said in this statement that the vaccines do not fulfill that role for public health management. Now, I assert the logical conclusion is the only state interest in mandating vaccines is to prevent transmission that whether or not they prevent severity of illness is not a state interest the state can always build more hospitals if it needs to the 150 billion dollars that we spent doing the wrong thing could have been spent in the u.s building more hospitals so the issue of, of disease severity is not a state interest what's a state interest is preventing Unwilling people from, from getting vaccinated from getting infected by their neighbors or whatever, and the vaccine should prevent transmission. And here you see that the state, the CDC, says that the vaccines don't do that. And to me, that is the end of the story. That is the statement that the vaccines should and cannot be mandated for prevention of infection. And the state no longer has an interest in that fact. Now, I want to uh, next slide, please transmission and here you see that the state the cdc says that the vaccines don't do that and to me that is the end of the story that is the statement that the vaccines should and cannot be mandated for prevention of infection and the state no longer has an interest in that fact now i want to uh, next slide please i want to just briefly touch on something about another one of the ridiculous frauds in evaluating the efficacy of vaccines that my colleagues have uh, talked about in other terms, but in epidemiology, there are only three kinds of studies that can be done. They're called cross-sectional studies, randomized trials or cohort studies, which are identical, and case control studies. The only difference between these studies is how one selects the total number of people. In a cross-sectional study, you select a whole bunch of people, and then you see whether they're cases or controls and whether they got vaccinated or not. In a cohort study or a randomized trial, you pick some a number who are exposed and a number who get the vaccine a number who don't get the vaccine, and you see how many become cases, how many get infected. And In a case-control study, you do the opposite. You pick the number of people who got infected and the number who didn't get infected, and you see in their history how many of them have been vaccinated in each group. Okay, next slide. In the randomized controlled trials, the analysis should be done by vaccine efficacy is one calculates the relative risk which we've heard about the bad parameter according to some although as an epidemiologist I kind of live with that um, as one minus the relative risk 100% minus the relative risk is the vaccine efficacy. However, In case control studies, case control studies cannot estimate relative risk, they estimate what's called an odds ratio, which may or may not be accurate for the relative risk, and they use one minus that for vaccine efficacy. Okay, next slide please. So here is the original CDC publication of efficacy after the third dose uh, of the vaccine. They enrolled 4094 patients. Uh, They excluded some, so they ended up with 2,900 patients, and then they classified them as to whether they were infected or not and vaccinated or not. By definition, that's a cross-sectional study, but they didn't analyze it as a cross-sectional study. This is the CDC. They analyzed it as a case control study. Uh, Next slide, please. And they, they found a claimed vaccine efficacy of 82%, which sounds great, but in fact, The cases and controls in this are not infrequent, which means the odds ratio is a bad parameter to use. And they provided the actual data in the table from which one could calculate the relative risk, which I did here. And it shows that the the actual vaccine efficacy in the study is 56%, not 82%. And astonishingly, the CDC has made this same error in almost every vaccine efficacy analysis that it's published in its in-house journal, Morbidity Mortality Weekly Report. This is a systematic fatal flaw in every one of these publications. Uh, Next slide, please. And I don't see how the CDC could get 50-plus professional authors, MDs, PhDs, public health people, authoring every one of these papers, saying these absurd claims about vaccine efficacy when they've used the wrong methods that are fatally flawed, this, to me, is one of the, the most egregious factors as why I don't believe the CDC for anything. We know it, it, it's a corrupted agency, as the FDA has been, and so on. We've seen this um, very obviously in the last three years. And I'm sorry to say that this is what my government has been doing, and uh, it's made me have, give second thoughts to how I consider what the appropriateness of our government activities. So thank you very much for your attention.